Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, West World. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the The One Show show, the podcast that goes to the park where The One Show is having a picnic and deliberately sits too close so that the police come and close the park to spoil The One Show's fun. <laughs> I am John Holmes and once again, due to the whatnot, we're recording this remotely in different houses, sitting in front of shelves stacked high with discarded One Show films. I'm actually propping my microphone up with a One Show film about single-use badgers. <laughs> These are sad times. This is the one where Matt leaves. Now, usually, as regular listener will know, we cover two or three episodes of The One Show, but this week we are dedicating the whole episode to the passing of Baker into The One Show after life. He left the show forever last Tuesday, the 31st of March, in an episode where Matt pretends to be in a box, some slime invades the countryside, and you might think that's Matt in an episode of Country File, but it's not, and the rickshaw challenge <laughs> refuses to die. Joining me to respectfully mourn his passing are, of course, The The One Show show showa Mark Haynes and writer, all-round funny guy, co-host of the excellent Date Fight podcast, it's Nat Tapley. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming back. So, well, are you uh, not? Are you not going to mention that you're doing a Radio Four show together? You're allowed to. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we could we could mention that right at the top, Mark, if you want. Oh, right. I, I think. Oh, it's right. a, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. I think you should. 
People <laughs> okay. will like it. Why aren't you trying to give people in these times more pleasure? Yes, we're doing a Radio 4 show called uh, Now Wash Your Hands, which is on Thursday nights at 11 o'clock. Um, it's quite fun. Listen to it, no, I don't think it sounds <laughs> very good. Yeah, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't bother remembering to mention it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're so on the ball with publicity that, uh, that we haven't bothered. Um, but it is better than the one show, so that's good. So, <laughs> yes. um, Matt Baker left. I mean, Mark, we've been mm. building to this moment for a long time. Mm. We knew it was coming. We've yeah. been we've been looking forward to it. It's fair to say, <laughs> yeah, entirely. <laughs> you know, and it was a little bit of a letdown, wasn't Look, it? Look, if a man's career can be judged by the tribute he's given when he leaves, <laughs> it's it was. I, I mean, honestly, they knew this was coming because we knew this was coming. Yeah. We we did our, our this series came back because we knew we'd be charting Matt Baker's. Departure. departure now we knew about that months ago the bbc knew about it months ago the one show <laughs> knew about it once ago and uh, months ago and they took the decision to make the tribute in what looked like eight minutes before the show started <laughs> it was it was so I, it was actually so sort of rude that's the funniest yeah. thing it was so yeah. poorly done and badly cobbled together that you can only imagine that secretly everybody hated him on the set. He's joining me from home on his last day at the One Show. It's Matt, of course. Matthew. Hello. I mean, it was yeah. such a a big fuck you to someone who'd done ten years of work. It was like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was like the sort of thing you get if you work in radio. You know, that's the, the, the single most disrespectful branch of the entertainment industry. And Matt, Matt Baker essentially got a radio send off. <laughs> Shocking. Do you think you were looking forward to his leaving as much as it felt like he was looking forward to it? <laughs> I don't think we could have been because he certainly wasn't emotional about it, was he? He uh, No, he was yeah. in no way emotional about the event no. at all. It is slightly odd, of course, but it's lovely to be sat here uh, and I'm just going to sit back and enjoy myself for the next half an hour. No. Do you think they are they they didn't plan to do much all along and they were really happy that coronavirus came around so they could make it look like it was coronavirus's fault <laughs> well, do you think, I mean... i'm not one for the 5g conspiracy <laughs> theory but i wouldn't be surprised if the production team of the one show didn't start coronavirus just to get to this point look the best example of that is yes he was in his house in isolation so he wasn't on the set so that was always going to be mm. something to overcome but somebody scheduled a video about a moving slime mould. It's a mysterious blob known as a slime mould. As part of this show. <laughs> now, you, that went on forever. forever. You, you could have done half an hour of just let's have a look at the great bits with Matt. And instead, yeah, they just yeah. did it as a short video. And the rest of it was like business as usual. Yeah. Here's David Walliams yeah. in to David promote his new slime. book. You know, to, to start, start reading something to a young man. I mean, that, that was interminable. Now, every morning at 11am, David has been releasing an audio story. It's called His Elevensies, and you can find them on the website. He's going to do a special edition for us now and read from his new book exclusively for us here on The One Show. So, David, lots of children up and down the country ready in their gym jams. So I'll <laughs> hand over to you. So this is the prologue from Slime. Oh, it just it just seemed <laughs> yep. absolutely amazing. Four full minutes of David Williams reading his book about Slime before another bit about Slime. So someone had somewhere had gone, ah, oh, two Slime pieces. They're going to marry together really well. I've really thematically yeah. done this episode and, and you know, about Matt's departure. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? They, they've got a theme in there, but it's not to do with the big theme, which anyone would have been able to see, which <laughs> well, is Matt leaving. It was well, hang on, you see. Perplexing. No, no, no. no. 
I think it, I, I mean, I'm not one to speak out of turn, but I am going to just suggest <laughs> that his reputation amongst the production team and crew <laughs> may be such that they had deliberately manufactured not just the coronavirus, but also <laughs> they've had that slime film on the shelf for a long time and they've been going... When he leaves, and, and, let's I, surreptitiously slip in the slime. I tell you, the you, slime going into the countryside, and he's going off to do countryside. <laughs> the parallels are there to see. But you can't help but think there must have been a conspiracy. In the lab, Ian has been keeping slime moulds as pets to study the mystery of this slow-moving, shape-shifting blob. You could have given mm. an eight-year-old child a going-away show for a long-term presenter, and they would have said... We need to just do something about the presenter. As soon as you start sort of going, well, why did they do it? Because there must have been a thought behind it. Because otherwise you would have done the obvious thing, which is pay tribute to him. If I was Matt, I'd be furious about this. Absolutely furious. It, the, fact, the fact they cut away from him for three whole segments. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be back in ten minutes or so. We've got David Williams and some slime on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like I can't do this tomorrow. Oh, wait. Yeah. And, and, and there's Matt. The other thing they did is talking about your 5G conspiracy. They, they they looked as if they'd done it so that Matt's internet connection was worse than it's ever been <laughs> at any point in building up to this. So Matt was sitting there like a block of colour, you know, just muddy and it looked bad. It was the strangest and he did thing. Cut out, and his final his final words did become. <laughs> We've had some good times, haven't we, Al? We've had some very very. And I've loved every single second of sitting alongside you. I really have. They cut out uh, in a way that made it quite clear no one was really that interested in hearing it because <laughs> yeah. we all ploughed on. We didn't go back to find out what they were, the last things he had to say to the yeah. nation. And I really <laughs> and felt like... Just I mean, moved straight into but, the But end. the lack of emotion was amazing. And Alex obviously got a bit teary. Yeah. But but uh, it, it wasn't that thing of... <laughs> For a robot. I mean, this teary is a, a non-human having to simulate emotion. I, I am currently it. crying my oil. Um, but the, um, <laughs> don't drink your tea when we're on air, John. I was, I was drinking tea just You'll, then. You will you. ruin your home studio desk in the same way that I'm sure all of us have ruined proper radio station's desk by drinking when we weren't supposed to. <laughs> yes, exactly. but, but, but Matt had a thing right at the start. So they'd said, you know, the day is finally here. They're building it up. And it cuts to Matt in his home yeah. where he's self-isolating. And he just said, well, this is not essential travel for me <laughs> to come in and say goodbye. Yeah. Is it weird saying yeah. goodbye? buy from your sofa? Uh, yeah, of course. But to be honest with you, this is not essential travel for me to come in and say goodbye when I can do it uh, from here. So do you know what? Yeah, I, it, is, it is slightly odd, of course, but it's lovely to be sat here uh, with with Bob. And it's like, I, we know that. Yeah, we know. But don't say it because all you're doing is chipping away at what could have been a, yeah. a special telly moment. The one show would have loved this to have been a special telly moment. And yeah. the brilliance of it is that the one show continually fails to make special telly moments. So it's fitting that the, the moment they have the easiest one to do, they make the biggest balls up of it. It was a, a tribute to their ability and, and their constant <laughs> continuity of badness. <laughs> I felt like there were a couple of times where he was using his being on the couch as an opportunity to say stuff he wouldn't usually say. <laughs> like the, it wasn't essential for me to come in, which implies it's not really essential for you to be there either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, he, and he also said the best thing about doing the rickshaw challenge was, you know, when you go out and you get outside the studio, you really affect people's <laughs> lives in ways you wouldn't find out just sitting on a couch cutting to VTs every two minutes. <laughs> he also had a G&T. And do you know what? I've got a, a G&T here as well, Al. So uh, in the 
ways that we always used to talk about having a sneaky G and T behind the sofa. I'm doing that tonight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, checked out. I, I know was... these are new times, and I know you know people are working from home and everything. But I want to remind you, he was still a BBC employee working on a prime time show <laughs> who was just yeah. helping himself to a drink. I mean, yeah. it would have been fantastic. We've been talking been about this for weeks now, haven't they? Because we've we've discovered that Alex is getting borderline obsessed with alcohol. Yeah. So you know, last week Al. Murray was on drinking an Aperol spritz from his home and she was livid about the fact that he had that and she hadn't. She, we, there was a video Matt, last week yeah. of someone doing keepy uppies yeah. with toilet rolls who knocked over, they just nicked it off Twitter, knocked over a bottle of red wine onto a sofa and, and, and Alex was livid about that as well. She was, she was like, no, no, you could have, why didn't you drink it? Why didn't you drink it? Yeah, it's so, all been, know, suck it from the cushions. Uh, it's all got a bit drinky, the whole thing. Everyone getting maudlin. Yeah. I yeah. just, it, I mean, I mean, I would say, though, I mean, I think it was a real shame that Matt broke a very serious BBC rule um, by having that <laughs> on air at seven o'clock, you know, promoting alcohol as being something fun, which uh, yeah. deep, deeply, deeply off-com um, baiting there. <laughs> and also he had, he had Bob the dog on for his final appearance on his yeah. lap, of course. But also, and I, I did you notice this? Because we're looking at, you know, we're getting this thing at the moment of people badly positioning laptop cameras because people don't quite haven't mm. got quite you know, much as we are now but people <laughs> haven't quite got to grips with it and it, it's often too low and has led to the new crime of up-nosing that I have coined and will continue to fight because <laughs> uh, I do not want to see the nostrils of reporters it's something we don't need but, but Matt's was a bit lower he was sort of more relaxed with his G&T on his sofa and I'm going to go so far as to say that Matt seemed to have a little bit of a paunch that he oh. didn't see that he didn't mm. have if you go back and have a look. Yeah. He had a little bit of a tummy, which he never has had before. So Baker is knocking those GNTs back <laughs> <laughs> on his farm and eating raw animals the, like the, you wouldn't believe. I'm going to say That's the dog was certainly very calm. And knowing like yeah. sheepdogs, sheepdogs are naturally a very... Well, look, John, <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I'm really glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that sheepdog was not jittery and nervous like most sheepdogs are. That sheepdog looked mellow as fuck. And I think Bob has become the new me, or I've become the new Bob. I'm not sure which way around it is. I'm very confused. I know. He's, a, um, he's a bit of a dude, this Bob here. Like, So I just thought, you know what, it'd be nice just to have him here so I can just uh, hold his paw if I get a little bit too, um, you know, teary. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what they're growing on Matt's farm, but the paunch, the relaxed attitude to work, all of it, it's, it, it makes me think he's like essentially got a... A County Durham version of Breaking Bad going on. <laughs> he did say, didn't he, that he that Alex said she wanted to hold his hand or something, and he said, "It's all right. I'm holding Bob's paw." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was a, which is just as good. Yeah. Slightly more human. Hold his paw if I get too teary. Oh, don't! I need to hold somebody's paw. I thought the the pheasant cushions were a weird insight into his home life that I didn't need. Yeah. I mean, pheasant cushions don't say anything good about the rest of the house or yeah. the person who lives no, in the house. No, he, he's, he's decided before he's got the, he's got the decor of, of a, an old people's home. What He's gone into an old yeah. people's home and just <laughs> stolen that out of a dead lady's cubicle. Is that yeah. what they live in? I don't well, that's, that's, very, <laughs> that's, that's very much farms, isn't it? The farmers will kill themselves. The mm. farmers' wives will sell up and they'll <laughs> invariably go to Malaga after a terribly long, hard life of getting up at 3am to shoot a cow. And I imagine they just go, you can have everything that's in the house. And Matt is just like, that is fantastic because I have no possessions. That is wonderful. Here we go. Uh, there was, there was, I mean, I mean, there was a lot of footage of Matt's best bits that 
we mm. have been doing this show for two and a half years now, and I yeah. think I'd seen two bits, which slightly yeah. hints that in a daily mm. show over two and a half years, there were only three <laughs> bits that were any good. <laughs> These are our very favourite Matt moments from his last ten years presenting here on The One Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday One Show with Alex Jones. And Matt Baker. Oh, oh, God, 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 Your husband has filed for divorce. Happy Christmas, Ange. Can't touch this. Can't believe it's been nine years. There's going to be a dent, a big hole. We are truly going to miss you. Don't forget to keep singing and dancing, though, right? I wrote them down. I actually wrote, wrote down, in order, what they showed at the very end of the programme. So we got him being Dirty Den... <laughs> Yeah, these were all context-free. <laughs> all of these Absolutely. were utterly context-free. Okay, we got him sliding um, through Television Centre in a white suit. He was hit in the face with a football. Yeah. Then he was hit in the face mm. with a pie. Again, there's a theme developing amongst the production team here. <laughs> then uh, he was miming a song. Then he was on a bungee contraption over mm. the top of the piazza. Then he was mm. playing basketball. Then he. Then this is a weird one. He was pretending to be in a box by the River Thames. <laughs> We've got Matt Baker in this box. Can you hear me, Kathy? That's, that's, that's very close to my head. Okay. Ah! Brilliant execution. Well done, Baker. That was really, really good. I wrote down that Matt in the Box mm. is my favourite thing I've ever seen on the one show, and I have seen two seconds of it, but it was a feature <laughs> where there was a cardboard box that said on it, uh, Matt Baker is in this box. And it was put next to the Thames. <laughs> I mean, you can see why they didn't really put him in it. <laughs> the first thing I'd have done if I'd have seen it is hoi it in. <laughs> but he then sat in a van with a microphone pretending that he was in the box. So when people would go, are you in the box, mate? He'd go, oh, yeah. And that was it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Give it, give it a series. <laughs> Coming soon to BBC One, Matt in a box, yeah. just round the country, yeah. and he's just uh, sitting in a van. And it's after like, the first episode, of... they'll know he's not in the box, so they can just <laughs> they can just kick the box to the shit, box. and he can sit there going, ow, in the van. Brilliant. This is Redland of the, perhaps the finest moment of television history, which is the Big Brother 6 boxes episode, where they put them all in boxes. Yeah. But without the good bit, which is, they're all in the boxes. <laughs> But the fact that he was going, he was obviously watching it. Go, so people were walking up to the box and touching it, and he was just going, "Ah, oh, my mm. head, my yeah. head!" Like, <laughs> what is Sorry, it? But again, head. no context. Like they assume, like the audience of the one show, and, and I believe they're called the the baker the Bakerites, the Baker fan women yeah. were referred oh, to yeah, by Alex names. or something. The Baker Bell, I don't know what Baker lights. Like, <laughs> yeah, but there was, it's like they assume we've all watched this, and out of everybody in the country, we've probably watched it the most. And you're absolutely yeah. right, Mark. No idea what was going on. No. Oh, hello you. My name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, it's Dave, were you yawning the at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Rule of Threes, your Brian and Rogers, your musicals, your bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because, let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. That bit of him dancing on TV Center in a white suit. It was a high production thing, which obviously, if you work on the show day to day, that took a lot of organising, so you remember it. I, I don't know what it's for. Party, 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 I mean, I mean, they could have done really easily. You could have done a, a, a load of, of highlights where you were going, let's have a look at that moment when Matt went out and danced on this uh, as a big special for children. That's all you needed. You didn't yeah, just yeah. need this. It felt like, I've said this before about the one show, but occasionally it's like being on holiday in a foreign country and you flick on the TV and there's someone there who is really famous in that country and they're doing loads of weird stuff. Usually, <laughs> if you're in Europe, it's, it's got a bit with bullfighting or something or, or there's some dwarves. It's just you know, it's a bit excruciating. But I, I sort of watched this and I just sort of thought, this is like a nation's TV memories that I entirely lack. And it, yeah. it was just odd watching... A man I, 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 I did recognise, obviously, because we've done this for two and a half years, but doing things in context that I had no connection to at all. It was uh, The only thing that did come up that I did you know, recognise very quickly was the David Cameron clip. Just very quickly, how on earth do you sleep at night? In some ways, a lot yeah. of people are like, that's Matt's best moment. But what it sort it of... It was an accident, wasn't it's it? It's a total accident but that he asked yeah. that question. He said to David Cameron, how do you sleep at night? Can I ask yeah. you a question? How do you sleep at night? And... David Cameron took it wrongly, uh, and Matt then looked really panicked. And they're like, "That's your best moment. Your best moment is asking a question wrongly and upsetting a prime minister." Yeah. <laughs> that was such a strange story, wasn't it? Because that was when the, all the papers went with, "Oh, cuddly Matt Baker, you know, nice Matt Baker mm. asks the prime minister a searing question." Yeah, uh, and all he was yeah. saying was generally, "Oh, you're a busy man. You know, how'd you get to sleep?" That's all he meant. All he meant. <laughs> he wasn't is, being Paxman. It, 
inept presenter asks inept question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What answer can you possibly expect for that question? Oh, I wank myself to sleep every night. Yeah, that's how I get to sleep. It's a mixture of drugs and alcohol. I mean, what answer is going to help there? Also, I love the, the litany of stars they'd lined up to say goodbye Amazing. to, which consisted of just David. <laughs> um, and then we've got a viewer called David who's sent a video message. Have a look at this. I cannot believe that you are leaving The One Show after 10 years. And what pleasure you've given to millions of people. But I want you to know that you've also given great pleasure to me. You've got 10 years in which you've met the biggest film stars for every release from every studio, and they got David Suchet. But that was, that was it, wasn't it? You're absolutely right. You watch that and you think, oh, this is the first of loads of video clips of people in their houses playing tribute to Matt Baker who's interviewed yeah. them over the years no just David Suchet one why David Suchet <laughs> and also if you can only get David Suchet cut the sequence because you, you've yeah. got anyone else it just looks ridiculous yeah. and also it took a minute to work out that it was David Suchet not just a random member of the public who was old in a double-breasted waistcoat <laughs> yeah 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 exactly because, but they had to put they had to put the music from Poirot underneath it so we knew it was <laughs> <Yeah>. David Suchet <laughs> Until that moment, I'd never thought, like, I'd never actually thought, wow, David Suchet is just a brilliant actor. Until he said, straight faced the line, you've given so much pleasure to millions of people. Give him an Oscar. Also, I like the way he subtly reinforced their different statuses by saying, I've enjoyed being interviewed by you over the years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's not pretend you're doing anything like I will. Again, they did a clip of Suchet in the interview with Matt. And he looked so severe and sort of like thunderous and cross that they, they why couldn't they find a bit where he was sort of going, oh, lovely question, Matt. And instead they gave him a bit where he's just staring. Like Matt has just sort of said, well, I'm going to pause the interview because we've just heard oh, you your sleep? wife has died. Um, David, you know, he looked, the very fact you can go through Matt's oeuvre, I mean, that, that that's pushing, you know, the, the, the idea of an artistic Matt catalogue. But the idea that you can go through his thing and not even find a clip of one man who says he really likes him actually looking like he likes him on on the show it just it it was so shittily put together it really was that Mm. david chichet thing was was staggering because first you'd had david williams that david williams thing Mm. at the beginning when they tried to do one of their trademark little jokes hello there and welcome to the one show now many of you across the country will have had some very emotional video calls with family and friends recently and tonight, I will be having one of my own, because I'll be talking to this man. Hello. <laughs> no, not him. Uh, but by the way, kids, get in your gym jams now, because children's author David Williams will be reading a bedtime story just for you at about ten past seven. No, the man I'm talking about is my friend who's sat here on this sofa for a decade. Hilarious. <laughs> Strange you thought I was talking about about Matt. Yeah. How does she speak? Hang on. Uh, <laughs> I've got to be so careful not to just do a really sort of like broad African accent when I do Alice. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's that thing of going, here's someone we all really like who's really brilliant who's really not this yeah. fucking prick. No, I was talking about Matt and you thought I was talking about David, you fucking dicks. It's essentially that, isn't it? So they, so they introduced the whole show as a testament to him by doing a joke about how he's not the one anyone really likes. <laughs> 
on his own on his own leaving show. I mean, it was, I almost felt sorry for him. Honestly, I did. And I, I did. really I... thought that David Williams was going to do the thing of saying, "Look, I, I you know I wanted to be on this show mm. because I'm such a huge fan of Matt. Ah, it's so annoying he's yeah. not here. No. But you think of all the fun and David Williams. They sort of go, "How are you, David?" And he's just like, "Yes, I've got Ernie, my dog here. I've got another dog. It's called uh, Bert, but Bert's out Bert. at the moment. He's not being brought back until uh, a, a bit later on. But um, I just can't pick them both up at the same time. No, I'm here yeah. with, with my little dog Ernie, who's been keeping me company, and I've got another dog Bert, and I'll be picking him up later. But I can't pick them both up at the same time. <laughs> Doing fucking dog admin. <laughs> On Matt Baker's last show, explaining the complex rotor that he's got of his dogs being collected. I mean, could it be more special? And then Alex started saying, oh, I wish I had a dog. Oh, well, I feel very left out now without a canine, but there you are. <laughs> then, then this was the first moment of Zoom, like we're all used to now, Zoom lag. Mm. But it's, we, we're yeah. used to it on here, mm. but it's on national television. And then there's the awkward mm. moments of, I know we're getting used to it, but come on. You know, you're, you're on prime time. That, sort that out. You need um, a dog well, out. Huh? We'll find you a dog from somewhere. Yeah, just a little one. Just little fluffy, nice we'll one. We'll post one to you. Like the Walliams thing, no one has said to him, David, the best way to actually frame this shot, right? So instead, yeah. it's just like this fucking... It's like he's pressed up against your child's bedroom window. <laughs> it was perhaps the spookiest ele- segment I've ever seen that's meant to be for kids in their gym yeah. camps. Hey, no one wants a children's author in their bedroom. <laughs> no. no one wants Roald Dahl actually reading his you a bedtime huge story. huge sort of flashy face filling the screen yeah. in, in his featureless room in his house that was just <laughs> like nothing there. It was so... Like a- a rotting Skeksis from the Dark Crystal puppet looming yes, out of some grey jam. And he also did the classic thing again that everyone should have addressed really early on is I'll do it in my screen for the benefit of John and that, but he, he had his hand up too close to the camera, so it looked like a massive hand in the front. Like, like what Kenny Everett used to have. Yeah, and again, if you, if you have that thing of like you're a child being read a story, it's like, is this hand mm. in my mouth? What's going on here? It was, oh. It's good, it's good that David Williams took the time to read his own book based on slime um, <laughs> that he definitely wrote himself. That's the old thing they say about celebrity authors, isn't there? Which is, uh, did he write the book? No, he hasn't even read it. Well, at, yeah. le- at least Williams cannot be accused of not having read it because he read yeah. that prologue. Yeah, but also he included the sentence which says, I definitely just, the last sentence was because I just made this up and wrote it down. The Isle of Mulch, to be precise. It is situated in the middle of the great north, east, southwestern sea, between the islands of Twaddle and Stench. How do I know all this? Because I just made it up. Did you? Uh, really? Did you? Really? Oh, no. We've all heard not. Uh, so, <laughs> but the strange other tribute to Matt. So we had all of that stuff at the end with the, mm. the bit where he played James Bond, the bit where he was Frank Spencer badly hanging off the back yeah. of a CGI green screen, green screen, green screen insult to Michael Crawford. It really was. It Who was... did it for real in the seventies? <laughs> Yeah, that was very much as well a period where there was obviously a director who was very keen on doing those uh, uh, tribute pieces, uh, who obviously yeah. didn't last all that long. But he must have been sitting at home watching those bits and saying, see, I told you I was right. Look at that. They're using all my bits 
the bitching they did about that. The very, very odd bit in that, by the way, before that other sequence, was when, and I'd never seen it before, when Matt was singing Let It Go in a country and western style. Yeah, mm. playing the guitar. What? Let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore. What was that about? I don't know. Why was he doing that? Yeah. As a slightly, I did watch some of this and I thought, do you know what? He's actually, he's not a bad jack of, jack of all trades, you know. Oh, he, yeah, he, absolutely. He, he does a bit of singing, he does a bit of dancing, he plays the guitar. They, you know, they, look, a, a stopped clock is right twice a day, isn't it? And occasionally <laughs> there were some things he said as rejoinders that were really funny. You know, and yeah. they they found mm-hmm. them. They hunted them down like panning <laughs> for gold. They finally found that little nugget. There was a bit with Tom Hanks where um, Tom Hanks was like, "I love being on the BBC because you know you, you can't do adverts and everything." And everyone sort of went, "Hey, the BBC!" And Matt went, "And because you said that, you can now promote your film." Always turn to the BBC. I'm glad it doesn't have commercials. <laughs> Because of that, we can now talk about your film. (laughs) Good line. A stopped clock, you know. But, John, I found it so (laughs) bad. He's he's not an untalented bloke. No, he isn't. But you just see that he's been given nothing to do. The the other tribute they paid to him, which he's most proud of, I think, and rightly so, is, of course, his rickshaw challenge. Let's say goodbye to Land's End, shall we? Yeah! And let's roll! Which we've... We've complained about long and hard on this podcast uh, because it's while it's worthy, that's sort of all it is. You know, there's no entertainment yeah. value it, in it. It's bad it's TV. It's just some. Um, it's bad TV, it, but it's. It, it, they told us it's raised 35 million quid for disabled charities and stuff, and the kids he does it with are all brilliant, and we've seen them in the mm-hmm. rain and the wind and the terrible weather, and he's there helping them along. We we get it right, and and that is yes his his stepping stones to an OBE. <laughs> so we know that's what he's going to be trying. Yeah, he mentioned uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's on the board of trustees of Children in Need. Yeah, there you go, OBE. But they, did, but they did say, of course, that you know his legacy was going to be remembered for his work with the Rickshaw Challenge. And I'm thinking, well, there was another BBC presenter whose legacy was disabled children, and look how that ended. <laughs> Well, I like the fact they ended that segment of um, disabled people being truly moved by their interactions with Matt Baker by closing it with Michael Ball singing Love Changes Everything. <laughs> love, love changes everything. Brings you glory, brings you shame. Nothing in the world will ever be That's Britain, isn't it? That's who we are as a country. We can take mawkish sentiment and combine it with middle-brow entertainment like no-one else in the world. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I do think that, that that thing about the Rickshaw Challenge, the one thing that did come across is that Matt really does... It's not like a, a, a cynical thing that he does, no. and the second the kid gets off the Rickshaw, he, he sparks up a fag and turns to someone <laughs> and sort of goes, you know, she's getting fat. You know, he didn't... He, didn't, <laughs> he, he is 100% genuine about the Rickshaw Challenge. My my problem yeah. with the Rickshaw Challenge, our problem with the Rickshaw Challenge, is that <laughs> it is on television and it is not televisual. It is not entertaining because it's a fixed camera on the back of a car filming a Rickshaw and, and Matt going along with them. It is it is a dead TV format. This is why it's not like people around the world are going, let's do Rickshaw Challenges as big primetime telly. Yeah. Because it doesn't work on TV. It's a, it's a fine... You know, Alex described it as a national institution. And like a lot of national institutions, you sort of 
it doesn't always work on telly. You know, it's, uh, it needs modernising in some way. Michael Barrymore. <laughs> He's a National Institute. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing I like most about it is they've done nine of them. And uh, he Matt was not sure whether or not he was going to get to do the 10th. And we've done nine of them now. And um, I know a lot of people keep asking me, am yes. I going to be doing the 10th one? And... and um, well, that, let's hope so. That is my plan. Goodness me, I, I don't want to stop doing this because it makes such a difference. And if I can, we can find a way to make it happen. And, you know, fingers crossed, all being well the rest of this year, then yeah. we'll be on for number 10. Well, people will be absolutely thrilled, Matt, to hear that. Fact, I, I couldn't work out whether he was talking about because of corona or because mm. of the fact that he's no longer the BBC One show host. They're like, you're dead to us. But I sort of thought that, again, you know, what a way to go. It's like a radio send-off where you sort of go, that thing you did for nine years yeah. that raised £35 million that you love. Not sure you're going to be doing it next year. We'll probably get someone else to do it. Amal Rajan. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> Amal Rajan could never peddle a rickshaw. I mean, he could, but Amal Rajan would, would be on it because he's on fucking everything, but he wouldn't <laughs> be peddling that rickshaw. The, the tributes <laughs> that were paid to him, more. Yeah, we had David Suchet, but then we did have about ten of the kids. Yeah, uh, didn't mm. we? Who, uh, yeah, who had they... been doing this? They were they were very keen on him because he's yeah, yeah. kind to them and he's nice and he supports them all. So that yeah. was, one of them appeared to be twelve, but had got a "I love the rickshaw challenge" tattoo. Yeah, they have been so brave riding the rickshaw with me. Have good luck at all your new adventures. I know the rickshaw has a place in your heart. As I do too. I couldn't work out whether he'd drawn it on himself or not. And he just said, I know the rickshaw's got a place in your heart. And then just showed us a tattoo of a rickshaw challenge. I mean, I mean that is a I'm tattoo like... that if you showed your parents, they would both be really angry that you've got a tattoo. But it would be yeah. sort of a thing where you go, well, that's a nice thing to have had the rickshaw challenge. Children in need tattooed on you. It's a sort of really good get out of jail free card. <laughs> uh, but did you notice when they announced the total after um, you're one of the nation's gems I think someone said to mm. Matt and then a, ch- a child started singing which faded into Michael Ball because they didn't want that child to carry on singing him yes. it was like no, put, no, no fade that out no yeah. no no um, 35 million pounds and they did it as though it was like proper children in need night but because of mm. self-isolation and no one in the studio the applause was scant at best and Matt and the rickshaw riders over the years have raised... £35 million for charity. I mean, I know that you you know the amount. (laughs) (laughs) Almost worse than not having applause at all. (laughs) Just talking about the the people who, the kids who were saying, you know, about Matt Baker and paying tribute to him. In the bit they showed of his best of, they had all of the one show presenters who are sort of current paying tribute to Matt as well in a little bit of an arms race to be the one who said the Mm. the nicest, most over-the-top thing in the hope that Matt would say, and I now announce my successor is. But (laughs) Lucy Siegel, she had, and I'm sure Mm. she probably did a five-minute piece on her phone or whatever, and they cut out the single line where she just said, um, I know that the planet will always have a champion in you. And I know that the planet will always have a champion in you. I mean, <laughs> I know you can all go over the top at fucking leaving dues and stuff, but but doing it in your car and saying, I know the planet will always have a champion in you. I just, Matt, Matt's a fucking farmer. 
<laughs> also, I don't know anyone who's anti-planet. No, even people who don't want it to heat up are pretty keen on it still being. A I, I, look, I love the planet. That's why I still use Agent Orange exfoliant so that the cows can, you know, farmers are the See worst. More of it. This, this, yeah, the, the, the river is absolutely full of slurry. That's my fault. Yeah, <laughs> it's the natural way of things. And with that, we crash into the end of part one of this week's The The One Show show. Join us tomorrow when we take part two out for some regulatory exercise around your pod park. And please do remember to pop along to the cordoned off reviewing area, wait behind anyone else in the reviewing queue, two metres, and then drop us some stars. Five seems about right. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Hello, my darlings. It's me, Anna Man, actress, singer, welder. Gotta have a backup. I've been in everything, my darlings, and I've been cut from most things. However, I will not be cut from one thing, and that is my own podcast, Talking to Actors with Anna Man, where I meet those rarest of creatures, the actors. That's Talking to Actors. Look out for the new series starting soon on The Great Big Owl. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.